Hello and welcome to episode 49 of the NFL Scotland podcast. My name is Cameron Hobbs. The NFL draft is done and dusted for another year and we reckon no matter who you support you can be pretty happy with what you picked up over the last couple of days unless you're a New York Giants fan of course but I reckon we'll be hearing a little bit from Jamie Bothwick that in the coming weeks. However, what we're going to do is we're going to take a little bit of pause and reflect on things before we put it down in a podcast. Instead, this week, we were lucky enough to catch up with Scotland internationalist and Edinburgh rugby star Henry Pergos. He's a big NFL fan. This is what he had to say. Hello and welcome to the NFL Scotland podcast. We're recording live from BT Murrayfield. We have a tremendous view of the pitch here in one of the suites. Our guest today began his international career when he was selected for Scotland under-20s back in 2009. He started a chemistry degree but took leave to play professional rugby and since then he spent eight years at Glasgow Warriors where he won his first full cap in 2012. He's a winner of the Pro 12 title, went on to captain the Warriors as well. In 2018 he moved along the M8 to join Edinburgh where he's a key member of Richard Cockrell's side. Joining us today is rugby international NFL fan Henry Pergos. Henry, first of all, thanks for joining us. Great to be here. Thanks for having me on. We'll get into the NFL more in a moment, but I need to ask you a couple of questions to start. What team do you follow and how did you get into the NFL? Um, I follow the Denver Broncos, firstly. Um, How did I get into the NFL? Oh, that's a tough one. I'm not really sure, to be honest. I think, um, basically, I, I went on holiday a long time. When I was about eight years old, I went on holiday, something like that. Uh, to Denver for Christmas it was an amazing experience and um, we stayed with a family out there and uh, he was a big uh, Denver Broncos fan I think it was around the time Denver went back to back Super Bowls with John Elway so sort of got a glimpse of it there a little bit and then I think as we got a bit of a bit bit older and stuff playing on my Playstation I got into Madden a little bit I think like quite a few people do and um, yeah I started to started to really like the game and obviously Madden helped me learn the game quite a lot and then obviously I realised it was a little bit on telly and stuff I used to bore my dad trying to trying to get it on in the household <laughs> he never wanted to watch it but um, yeah just got into it that way really. and I had a very small connection to the Broncos so I sort of you know they were obviously good when I when I was younger so I yeah, I just thought I'll, get, I'll go with it and I just got more and more into it started to you know follow it online and stuff when I was at school it wasn't probably as readily as available as it is now to, to see and stuff but I used to follow the scores and stuff and then you know, it's obviously just become really accessible over here in the UK and there's a lot. There's a lot of people, especially when, as I moved to Glasgow and stuff. There's quite a few boys who are really, um, really into it and things, and it just it just kept going. Really, and I just you know, started following NFL.com and, and on Instagram and that sort of stuff, and got more into it. And I just yeah, I love, I love the whole you know, the whole NFL. It's just an exciting league, and obviously great to watch. And, and it's it's very like I love the off season stuff, obviously the free agency and all that sort of stuff, and the, the draft, the trade, trading, all that sort of thing. It makes it very interesting to to watch all year round, really. Brilliant. We'll come, we'll come back to the NFL. I just want to talk a little bit about your, your own rugby career, your own sporting sure. career, and perhaps to draw some parallels with, with the two. So first of all, question I often ask professional sports people, and they don't always answer it, you know, because it's, it might not be obvious to them, but when did you realise actually you were more than a decent rugby player, that you were a really good rugby player and could do something with it? Oh, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough question. It is. Um, I'm not sure. I think as a as a you know growing up playing sport, it wasn't necessarily rugby for me particularly. I played a bit of everything growing up. I I just love sport. It was a big part of my life growing up. Um, both my parents were big in sport. My sister loved her sport as well. So I I always well I, I knew obviously there was an opportunity to play professional sport because um, you were good. It was cricket and hockey. Yeah, I played a bit of everything. Yeah, yeah obviously I liked football a lot, but probably didn't really play it much at school. Right, at school I went to. Um, yeah, and I just I, I wanted to take that forward. And I suppose just with the school I was at and 
Um, and my dad was, was big into rugby as well. I think rugby just sort of became the, the sport that I played the most, really. And, and uh, yeah, just, I'm not, I didn't want to say, I definitely didn't fall into it. But I think I just, I always wanted to keep going with it and I uh, worked really hard at it. And obviously, as I got older, opportunities started to happen. And I never knew if it would obviously, if it would, if, if it would happen. But obviously, getting selected with Dunn was, was was a big opportunity. Um, and, and from there, really, I got signed by Glasgow. And it sort of just it happened very quickly. Um, but I think when you get into professional sport, especially your first couple of years in the team, you never know if it's just going to be one or two years, and, and you don't, you know, you don't really take it any further because obviously very competitive, and there's a lot of players, good players around. So um, thankfully for me, I managed to build on that, and, and obviously made a, a decent career out of it. Indeed, I mean you, you've represented your country, you've won the, the Pro 12, now the Pro 14 title. We're looking out at Murrayfield as we speak. What was it like coming out there to make your debut? It was it's incredible. I think it's it's hard. It's really surreal. The first cap, like something you've you've never done before, and there's so there's so much more that goes on with an international game than, than maybe at club level. There's obviously all your friends and family are super excited. You've obviously watched the national team play for years. Um, it's, I don't know. It's just it's a very different experience. And I, I was against New Zealand as well, so things like the hacker and stuff on the pitch, and oh, it was a. It was, is, it was a bit of a blur. Is it surreal? Because, I mean, you know, we're, we're rugby fans, so you grew up watching rugby, you were watching New Zealand, mm. you were watch the hacker on television, all of a sudden, you know, 30 metres from you, you know, mm. 15 guys. Yeah, it is It is a bit surreal, to be honest. And it's it's hard to sort of uh, remember the whole the whole experience. Um, it sort of it goes by in a blur, and I know senior guys say out to the younger guys, and they come through really trying you know, take the experience and enjoy it as much as you can so um, yeah it's, it's incredible so it's something obviously it's memories you have for life which is that's why you play the game it's, it's uh, very thankful to have had that opportunity and hopefully a few more to come we'll see yeah I mean it's, people sometimes talk it's only an international friendly or something it's almost trying to demean it but every time you walk out there on that you know on that surface wearing the dark blue jersey it must be special yeah, I mean, obviously the Six Nations is, is the sort of tournament and yeah. when we play the, the Southern Hemisphere teams currently, it's, it's sort of, you know, one-off games. But I mean, they're, they're, one, they're one call them friendlies. They're, you know, it's an incredible opportunity to represent your country and obviously all you, you, yourself and your family and stuff. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's why you play the game as a, a small child. You know, you picture that when you're in the backyard and stuff messing around and it's, it's incredible when you do, you know, you get to experience that. Yeah. So when you watch the NFL, are you watching it as a fan are you watching it with that sort of professional sportsman's eye that you realise when somebody's doing something just that little bit special um, oh no I, I probably don't know enough about the sports but I'm, I'm definitely I'm a, I watch it as a massive fan I think you appreciate that I watch it I follow a lot of the players and stuff on social media and and get a lot of videos and online and stuff and sort of go behind the scenes and what they get up to now it's obviously an incredibly oh, it's probably if not the most competitive sport going around there's just so many players wanting to, to to get into the NFL and very few opportunities you just see how ruthless it is you know the, the guys on the fringe of the rosters getting cut yeah. you know it's very ruthless They, you know so I think you I definitely appreciate from that side of things like how you know it's good. you see the guys at the top of the game obviously making millions of dollars and life looks great but I think for the guys on the edge of the roster working extremely hard and bouncing around city to city you know maybe you know it's, it's a very it's a ruthless industry and um, it, it looks tough, but it's uh, yeah, it's an incredible game to watch. I mean, some of the, some of the athleticism's incredible. Yeah, yeah. When we do watch the NFL, it is the best of the best because they they show you almost there's a pyramid. You know, sort of high school football mm. narrows into college football, narrows into the draft, narrows into the success. I mean, it really is a tiny percentage that make it. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, best of the best. And even though I mean, you see the translation as well. It's hard when they deal with the draft. Um, 
you know scouting and stuff and it's even the, you know guys who are brilliant in college it doesn't always translate to to the NFL for whatever reason so it's yeah it's it's uh, oh it's just such a exciting league it's so many factors go into it and yeah, it's brilliant to watch when you're a rugby player, you obviously, you know, you're coming back after the close season. There's various drills and tests. and it, Does it get competitive? I mean, the draft's an interesting one because they go through these various things at the combine, mm. you know, and having to set the best of the best times. Is there a similar thing in rugby when you come back? Uh, there's definitely, well, guys definitely want to improve and they always want to show improvement. And there's definitely, yeah, there's definitely a competition between, you know, guys in positions and stuff. But I think... I think in the NFL, obviously, they're going from college where, I mean, obviously the professional teams know a lot about them, but they're, the combine obviously has a massive effect on, on on where they get drafted and the amount of money they can make and things like that. So it's, it's slightly different for us. So we're obviously trying to get, you know, better each year and trying to improve our times. But it's it seems like, well, just from watching from afar, obviously early on in their careers, like their, the numbers they put up in testing has a big influence on... You know, where they get drafted and if they're going to play and things like that and opportunities they get in rugby it's just it's just slight, slightly different in that regard there's obviously you know your physical aptitudes have a big imp- imp- impact on selection and things like that but there's, there's a lot more to the game you know like you always see it don't you with the, with the ride receiver and stuff if they run a slow time in the 40 it, it, it has a massive impact yeah, on them getting, yeah, they're getting dropped yeah and, and they get tagged as a slow player and things like that and it's um, yeah it's just interesting so I wouldn't there's definitely that competitiveness testing and stuff here but it's, it's definitely not on the same level as it is out there <laughs> never tempted to get five or six of the guys together and try the combine stuff we did it at Glasgow actually a few years ago we did um, obviously it wasn't it wasn't very accurate I don't think the testing because you know we do we tend to run um, what do we we do 30 metres tends to be our testing you know, 10 metres and 30 metres tends to be the testing times they obviously do 40 yards slightly different but we did a, we did some mess around with that and obviously the bench press I think they do what do they do Two twenty-five pounds. Oh, it's it's outrageous, isn't it? Yeah. So if we've done. I think it's like one hundred and two point five kilograms. Yeah. So we mess around with that. A few boys have. There's obviously some. There's some guys in the squad. Some some great athletes that, that do really well. But um, yeah, it's impressive some of the numbers they put up. That's for sure. In terms of skill set, I mean, you know, you're a scrum half, skill player. You, need, mm. you know, the hand, the eye coordination, and everything. The, the kicking. What what position intrigues you most in the NFL to watch? Oh. I suppose quarterbacks. I mean, the obvious one because it's it's so you see how hard it is for them to again to project into the NFL. Like this, like they, um, you see, it's obvious, and they see a guy like Tom Brady, who obviously's got the, the famous combine. Uh, you know, terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. Athletically, yeah, yeah. it wasn't a great combine, yeah. but it's. I think his the way he plays the game in the NFL is it doesn't have an effect on him. He obviously can make all the throws he needs to make, and a lot of it's about decision making and understanding his role and everyone else's role and executing it really well it's incredible and where you see someone I don't know like Lamar Jackson who's like a unbelievable athleticism that he's got and they've obviously still tried to build their game around him it's that, that position is fascinating how how you can play it so differently and trying to figure out obviously you see the number one pick how many quarterbacks get taken recently in the first round and how many of them don't pan out really it's, 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 um, it's fascinating to watch how they scout them and Obviously, the big one was it last year, Baker Mayfield. And the Browns didn't really give much of a clue who they were going to take, and I think there was a bit of surprise when he got taken. And um, and he's obviously worked out really well. And he was it was it John Dorsey was the same guy who picked Patrick Mahomes. Or yeah, he he, 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 he set he set the Chiefs up with a trade to come up. Yeah, and he wasn't a guy that was maybe talked about as a. I mean, he was obviously very gifted, but he wasn't probably projected to where he's at at the moment, which is incredible. So it's fascinating to see how that quarterback 
how they how it translates into the NFL because it's, it's such a hard thing to get right. But do you like the mind games? I mean, we're speaking before the draft, so there's all the mind games of potentially, you know, Arizona might go for Kyler Murray, uh, yeah. but then that leaves Josh Rosen feeling isolated, um, and it. It, other teams are perhaps down on players simply because they might select them, but they don't want others to know it. it, it it's, yeah. The subterfuge is quite. Yeah, was it was it last year with Josh Allen? Was there not like they, they obviously a lot of you know, those tweets were leaked and stuff, and they were saying maybe it's teams that want to pick him up or want him to drop in the draft. Yeah, it's fascinating how they. I mean, what what yeah, supposedly what goes on behind the scenes to. I mean, the draft's such a big deal, isn't it? You see the teams that built really well through the draft. It can set your franchise up for a long time. Don't want to be picking guys up through free agency too often, do you? So, yeah, it's, it's, I think that that's what makes the NFL, I think, such an exciting... It's, it's, I mean, compare it maybe to the Premier League in football where obviously money just dominates. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's still exciting, but it's a different type of exciting with the NFL. It's brilliant how, you know, the salary cap and having to draft players and be really... You know, the long-term planning and everything comes into it. I think it's just, yeah, it's a fascinating league as a fan. It's brilliant. It's all year round. It's, there's stuff going on that, that makes such a difference to the, the team on the field. And there's, I mean, you're not alone in liking the NFL within the realms of Edinburgh and Glasgow as well. There's quite a few. Yeah, guys. yeah. There's um, so at Glasgow it was Rob Harley set up the. I feel like it must have been about seven or eight years ago. Now, yeah, we set up a set up a fantasy league. So we um, quite a few boys. It's grown over the years. Yeah, and we've we've played that for for a while. And I and I joined Edinburgh. There's a there's a good crew of guys here that that run it here as well. So uh, Hamish is is big on his on his NFL stuff here so it's and, uh, among many other boys as well so it's uh, yeah it's good good chat amongst the, the squad and stuff when the when the games are going on you had success in the league I've, I've been I've been alright I've won it I won the well I haven't what happened this year in the, in the Edinburgh one I, I think I actually won the Edinburgh one but um, <laughs> yeah well there you go sorry sorry but I, I don't say that with a lot of excitement because there was no financial gain at the end of it ah, right. which was promised but never materialised <laughs> so um, uh, yeah I had a good had a good year um, got lucky with a couple of couple of draft picks, which worked out for me. I think, um, but yeah, no fantasy sprint makes it. it I love NFL uh, red zone Sundays. Uh, my wife is not a fan, but I absolutely love it. Yeah, I, I, Cameron and I have got the same problem. It's yeah. one of these things. Six o'clock on it comes. Yeah, and... they've got the telly, the iPad, the laptop, checking all the teams, all the different games. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's. Uh, Do you find it's a, it's a release for you away from your own sport? Is it just such a good release? Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's great fun watching, um, yeah, getting into other things. I love I love multiple sports, but NFLs, yeah, it's definitely one. On a Sunday, I look forward to it. It's great to yeah to have that chat with other boys in the squad away from rugby because it, yeah, it dominates your life a lot. It's um, it's very intense the rugby stuff as it should be, but um, it's great yeah, great to have something else outside of rugby. So if I had a magic wand and said, Henry, we're going to take you to the Broncos, you've got a chance of being on the fifty-three man roster. Where would we play you? What what would you fancy doing? Well, I think the only thing I could probably do is kick, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't think I'd translate great to the NFL. But, um, oh, yeah, everyone wants to be a quarterback, don't they? But, um, oh, well, great running back or wide receiver would be fun as well. Or safety, smashing people. But, um, yeah, I don't think I would see those uh, positions great. But um, I feel like I'd have a chance of kicking. Some, something, that, something that translates, you know, obviously yeah. a little bit with, with goal kicking and things like that. So I'm punting, obviously. It's, it's still, still very different, but there's um, definitely some... I think that's a skill that translates a little bit. Are you surprised that they perhaps don't even drop kick a little bit more to try and get you know into the 20? There's other ways of kicking. They seem to be quite set in their yeah. ways. Yeah, I mean, they had, was it the guy, was it Dixon, the, the Seattle punter? He was. He did a, he did a drop kick. Yeah, did a, yeah. 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 I think they're just the, 
with those with the special team stuff it's so rigid isn't it? I mean there are obviously a couple of teams come in with some trick plays and, and if they try and change the momentum of the game but I think that facet of the game is just so rigid it's about getting field position and if you if you, you know, it's very, it seems like it's very mistake based if you don't if you make a mistake it has a big influence on the game and they just don't want to risk that so they're obviously quite conservative with what they do but it's the same thing with I suppose like lateral passes and stuff in the NFL you, you feel like that could work a little bit Especially when they what's it when they run the um, I don't know when the when the clock's down to zero and there's a team just scored and they've got to score for kick off or something. Yeah. They obviously it's something they don't they wing the ball around left and right, left and right. You feel like that's something that could translate a little bit from rugby, obviously. You know, offloading and, and lateral passes a little bit. But yeah, it doesn't it's, doesn't look like they practice that too. No, often, it's sort of the yeah, I think at the end of the game, but uh, yeah, it's uh, interesting stuff. What do you think it'd be like? I mean, I know when you you kick, you know, the conversion, somebody can mm. run out at you. But what do you think it'd be like having to rely on somebody to snap the ball, somebody to hold the ball, all that timing? Have you ever actually tried that? The NFL? Oh, messed around a few times, yeah. not properly. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I think it's high. It was again Cody Parkey in the in the playoff game for the Bears against the Eagles. Yeah, just, just. Yeah, I mean, he obviously got the it got blocked. But well, they say that that was a tiny little block, wasn't it? Obviously, had an influence on where it went, and he's getting hammered for. For not making the kick, and it's a hard one because yeah, just from naked eye, it looks like he's missed the kick, and he, well, he has missed the kick. But yeah. it's, there's obviously his blockers haven't particularly helped him, or you know, snaps been a bit slow, and that's not that's not a lot to do with his kick. His kick might been the same he's done every time. So yeah, it's it's hard, that, isn't it? There's a lot of for the kickers. There's a lot of things that come into it, the hold and all that sort of stuff. Whereas when you're goal kicking it, you know, in rugby, it's, as long as the ball doesn't fall off the tee, it's, <laughs> it's, it tends to be just down to yourself a little bit. So yeah, and the um, it's really, it's hard as well being that's one of the I mean the kicker positions are a fascinating one as well isn't it because it's you don't do anything for a majority of the game and you've got to come on and you've probably got the most important skill to execute to win or lose games and it's, I mean obviously you can tell players on the team are not impressed when their kicker misses a 30 yard kick but it's it looks so much you appreciate as a well having done a bit of goal kicking and stuff myself how how hard that can be a, a simple, by what looks like a simple skill it's definitely not uh, that simple when there's a lot of pressure and then obviously weather factors and things like that going on. When you kick, how, how do you block everything? What, 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 what does Henry Burgos do to say, right, it's just me and the post and the ball? How do you block? I think it's just going through your process like you like you would. You can't really block it out as such, but I think you just obviously you try and go through the routine and in training and you try and, you can't always be bringing the same pressure you get in games, but you try and, there's, other, there's ways you try and, increase the pressure in games once you're comfortable with your routine and your process that you're going through and you just try and get as consistent with that as you can and then when you know when you're in extreme pressure situations you you back that that routine will hold up and obviously you're going to have times where you don't execute it as well as you want to but you should have the hopefully have the confidence you go back to that that you know, I'll go through that and do that well I'll, I'll get the end result that I'm looking for couple of things to finish off is there ambition to go out and see some NFL games live you know we, you know have you had a chance to see Denver I haven't actually. I haven't actually ever been to an NFL game. It's hard with the rugby stuff, yeah. um, just with the timing of things. And now the, <laughs> with the, my son Finlay, there's not much, not much time um, to get away. But I would, uh, would love. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Tottenham Hotspur fan as well, so I would, you know, would love to get down to the new stadium in Tottenham and, and watch. Well, it you're game. welcome to join Cameron and I because we're, <laughs> we're going to be down there for for one of the games. Brilliant. But but that, that's the professional sportsman, isn't it? You're, yeah. you're kind of tied to, to yeah. certain things. Aren't yeah, you? so we've got a pretty full on schedule and stuff. It's been. Um, wouldn't, wouldn't change the world but it's yeah it's, it's hard to get away and stuff so at the moment I'm stuck watching on the telly but uh, I would actually I'd love to get over to yeah, to America especially and, and watch a game in like the tailgating stuff for the game looks epic so 
It's not yeah. a bad way to do it, is it? Yeah, yeah it does. It looks it looks cool. So um, yeah, one day that would that would be that would be a good experience. And the season ahead for Denver, Joe Flacco is is the main man. It looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah, I was I was actually a big Case Keenum. I really liked Case Keenum. I bit I obviously watched him on the um, was it the Rams uh, All or Nothing yeah. and, and Hard Knocks as well. Yeah. Was he on that? Both of them. I, there's, uh, there's a guy who's just he just seems like a real hard worker and a, and a good guy. But just and he had, I think he had a great college career. But it's just he's just had a tough time in the NFL. He's obviously an undersized guy and I think he's got a lot of knocks on him. But he's, he's had a hard time. I feel bad for him. Denver obviously had a great team and he got a lot of the the flack that was. I was getting thrown away, but obviously, yeah, Flacco's the guy now. So it'll be interesting to see. He's he's had some great success. I think a lot, of, a lot, of, a lot of people have been hammering Broncos and they for going and get him, but uh, you just never know in the NFL. But yeah, isn't that, that that's the great thing, isn't yeah. it? You just never know how uh, certain things are going to work out. Yeah. I mean, Kirk Cousins going to you know Minnesota. People expected yeah. big things of that. It didn't quite come off you know the, the the players who were drafted Josh Allen Josh Rosen you know yeah. it, it, it just, certain things just don't always seem to work the media narrative with certain things is just so strong I think it influences I mean as a fan like myself who knows a little about the game you yeah. read an article and it has a big influence on what you think and it's incredible because I think so you see so, it's so much I mean you just get the Rams it was a fascinating one wasn't it the Rams had obviously a very similar team before Sean McVay took over and they struggled they looked they, they just weren't a great team and Seen new coaches come in and they maybe bring in a game plan that really suits what the players can do and this and that and they've obviously been brilliant the last couple of years really improvement's been amazing so but again that, that's the fun side of the sport I mean with Chicago again yeah. you, know, you can go from worst to first you definitely can I thought, which makes it brilliant for fans I think yeah so and in terms of, of head coaches, I mean, there's different styles of mm. head coach. You've worked under Dave Rennie, you've worked under Richard Cockrell. Richard Cockrell has got a great reputation. He also seems a bit fearsome at times as well. You'll have seen more than that. I mean, in terms of coaching in the NFL, any coaches that, that you think I'd like to work for? It'd be brilliant to see what Bill Belichick does and that. I mean, he's just, what they've been able to do for so long is incredible. Everyone talks so high of him. It's, yeah, it's fascinating. I love. I'm a Broncos fan, but I just love following the Patriots. Just, just. I mean, it'd be, again, it'd be fascinating to see what they do this year. Like everyone every year writes them off. Oh, they've they've lost a few. They've got no offensive players. All this and that. And it's, they manage to just. It seems like they yeah they just get a bit better and better every week. They tend to work things out. And they're always there. They're about at the end of the season. Give themselves a shot. Sean McVay is another one. Yeah, I think. Um, I think some of the Scotland staff went over and spent a bit of time with the yeah. Rams actually. And, um, they were chatting about that a bit when they came back and I said it was really interesting so yeah a guy like that just he's obviously coming and completely changed things up there so yeah it's just it's fascinating seeing those coaches who come in and just with innovative ideas and it's obviously the thing at the moment in the NFL isn't it? the young coach there's been a lot of young guys coming from college and stuff so it'll be a, yeah, it'll be an interesting year <laughs> maybe a few one and done we'll see but <laughs> I certainly hope so. Henry, thanks for giving up your time today. It's fantastic. Thanks for joining us on the NFL Scotland podcast. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. It's great. Well, that concludes everything for episode 49. And once again, we hope you've enjoyed listening to it. Please do continue to give your feedback to us, good and bad. We really value it. Follow us on Twitter at Scotland NFL and on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash Scotland NFL. We've recently reached a major milestone. We'll probably talk about that a little bit more on the next podcast, which will be coming up after the bank holiday weekend. But please do continue to share this with your NFL fans. We see the numbers continue to grow and we want to keep it going. Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this. We'll speak to you again soon. But until then, bye for now.